0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the All-Star break, and let's face it, this Capitals team did not get the result that they were looking for. Are there any hopes that this team can make it to the playoffs, and are there any players that they should target at the trade deadline? We'll discuss next. On this edition of Locked On Capitals.
1: Your Locked On Capitals. Your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: well hello and welcome into this edition of locked on capitals i'm so glad you decided to join me today as always this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms including the sirius xm app and on youtube and i want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day my name is dan holman you can find me on twitter it's at dancaps218 you can find the show on twitter it's at locked on caps and the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to locked on capitals on youtube and comment anything down below i would love to talk capitals hockey with you one-on-one and we can do that on subtext just check the show description for more details so in this edition of locked on capitals we are happy to have bailey johnson of the washington post as we talk about the state of the capitals ultimately the capitals did not get the result that they were looking for in the first half of the season is there any hopes that they can make a push for the playoffs a little bit later we will talk about what players they should target at the trade deadline will the capitals be buyers or sellers A little bit later after that, we will talk to Gil from the Power Play Point podcast as we talk about this team and the road ahead. So next up, here is Bailey Johnson of the Washington Post. All right, welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In today's episode, we're happy to have Bailey Johnson of the Washington Post. Bailey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So, as we take a look at the Capitals right now, the last I checked, they are six points out of a wild card spot. Are they as good uh, as you thought, or is they as bad as you thought, or are they kind of just living up to what you thought they were?
2: I think they kind of overachieved in the first half of the year. That was what had them hanging around the wild card spot to start with. I would say now six points out of the wild card and kind of the way the last road trip went as they started to take a downturn fits more with what I expected from this team heading into the year. They really got driven by really strong goaltending from Charlie Lindgren early on in the year. And he's still played well, even as he had a couple tougher starts recently, and he hasn't had a lot of help in front of him. But I don't think, coming in this year, I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team. So seeing them six points out of the wild card right now feels about right.
0: So is there any hope for them, or are we already looking at what's going to happen next year?
2: I think we've seen the high water mark for this team. I just don't really foresee things changing dramatically in the second half of the year, especially as other teams start to really get into gear. There are a lot of teams around the Caps that have not played their best this year. We've seen Carolina go on a run lately and a variety of other teams that started slow and have maybe a little more firepower than the Caps have at this point that can start to make a push. Whereas I think the Caps, like I said earlier, overachieved early on and now the downhill slide is going to start to come.
0: So the trade deadline is on March 8th. And are the Capitals going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? I kind of tend to think they are going to be sellers like they were last year. We know the Capitals got Rasmus Sandin out of that. Um, Is that your perception that the Capitals will, in fact, be sellers? Uh, And if they are, what kind of pieces do you think will be on the move? I've heard some intriguing things about Nick Dowd. I've heard things about Charlie Lindgren. What's the latest that you've heard?
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think they're going to be sellers if they're out of the playoffs. And if things keep trending this way, they will be. Um, As far as hearing, I mostly just see the same rumors that you guys do. I mean, I, you know, every now and again, I'm sitting with a scout at a game and you might take a note of what they're writing down on their paper, but it's all the same things that would be unsurprising to anybody who knows how trade deadlines normally go. You're looking at players who are cheap, who are on expiring contracts, or maybe only have one year left. I think the deadline this year overall will be less about rentals than it has been in years past, just because of the salary cap going up. Like now having an extra year on Nick Dowd's contract, isn't as much of a problem for teams to take on because he doesn't make that much and the cap is going up so certainly you know bottom six centers like nick Dowd are always in high demand at the trade deadline defensemen like joel edmondson who are physical big and on expiring contracts are always in demand a lot of teams need goaltending and while i don't think the caps and this is just my own personal speculation i don't know that the caps want to trade charlie lindgren given how good he's been i also think that with the number of teams that need goaltending and how good he's been and how cheap he is and the fact that he has another year There will be teams that are coming calling, knowing that they could really get two strikes at making a run with him in net, given that he has another year on his contract.
0: Yeah, the one thing I've always said is that the Capitals have a plethora of options in net minding and on the blue line. So I guess if there is an expendable piece, it would be a net minder and potentially on the blue line. Because if you take a look, they have Hunter Shepard and Clay Stevenson just off the top down. Uh, in Hershey there. So there is options there. Last year, they went out and solidified the present and the future on the blue line by signing Rasmus Sandin. If they do make an acquisition, say they move a couple bigger pieces out, uh, it's kind of my thought that they should get a similar player, except maybe a younger NHL ready forward. Uh, What position do you think they will try to address?
2: Yeah, I think if they are able to pull off a deal similar to Sandin, it would be a forward. It's no secret that they've been trying to trade for a top six forward for almost a year now, really since last offseason. And I'm sure they would have done it last deadline if there had been a piece that was available to them. This is just totally me reading rumors and almost hoping for something interesting to happen. People are saying that Trevor egress might be available out of Anaheim. And if the Caps could somehow pull that off. I don't know how much it would necessarily help the team, but on a personal level, I really like Trevor Zegras' game, and I think covering him would be a lot of fun. So if Brian McClellan is listening to my own personal wishes at the trade deadline, Trevor Zegras would be high on my list. Uh, but no, I think a young top six forward would be something that they are certainly looking at, and they've made no secret of that really over the last several months. Brian McClellan's talked about that as far back as the draft, and I do wonder if the pro – like. After the draft and heading into training camp, they were looking for something almost more like the 25 to 30 age range, like young, but a more established player. And I wonder, and this again, my own speculation, I wonder if they would be more interested in a younger, more like a Trevor egress 21, 22 type of player that they might be able to get a few more years out of here in this core.
0: And maybe potentially they could bundle a deal together to move on from Evgeny Kuznetsov. He does appear uh, to be the guy on the team that they've actively tried to shop, but there's no real takers. Everyone always says, well, why don't they trade Kuznetsov? And I always tell people... All the other GMs can see the back of his hockey card as well. They know his struggles that he has. Um, Do you think that Brian McClellan will move uh, Kuznetsov on the offseason when there's, what, only a year left on his contract? Or what is your thoughts on the future of Kuzi on the Capitals?
2: I mean, I think it's getting increasingly hard to envision that he will be on this team when next season begins. But how that happens, I really don't know. It's obvious that Spencer Carberry has done just about everything he can to try to get more from him. He's moved up and down the lineup. He's been a healthy scratch. Like he's gone to every tool in the coaching toolbox to try to get Kuznetsov to buy in and get what they need out of him. And it really hasn't worked. He responded to the scratch and came back and scored a goal and was engaged. But he's been so up and down all year. And he's really been so up and down for the last several years that, like you said, the other GMs can see that as my colleague Tarek El-Bashir always says the other GMs have TVs so they can watch Kuznetsov and see what he's doing like sure I I have no doubt that the Caps would like to trade him I don't think that's a secret to anybody but it's pretty hard to trade a guy who makes 7.8 million dollars is relatively has a reputation for being maybe not the easiest guy to work with or at least the most consistent effort and has what is it 16 points this year like that's not a winning recipe for making a trade on any level so while I think the end of the road is starting to arrive, I don't know what the solution is on fixing that.
0: So if the Capitals aren't able to pull off a big move on the deadline, they have plenty of options down in Hershey that is you know, absolutely destroying it this year. There's Pyrrhic Dubay, there is Scarbosa, there is uh, Ethan Frank down there. Do you see a scenario where the Capitals would try one of those players out? My fear is, is that they'll try one of those players out after the deadline and it'll be too late on the season. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, first of all, I would say it's probably already too late on the season. Like, I don't really think a realistic playoff push is coming. I don't think that is factoring into decision making. I also will say something that, again, to give Tarek a little more credit. He pointed this out in his mailbag the other day the Caps know what those players are doing down there. And if they thought they were really going to fix it and be the players that help them make a playoff push, they would call them up already. I do think there's interesting pieces. I'm intrigued by what Dubé is doing. Ethan Frank's having a great year. Like I would like to see them in Washington at some point this year and see what they have. But I think if the Caps thought those guys were the missing piece that would fix everything, they would be here already and they're not.
0: All right, one last uh, last question here for you. Alex Ovechkin, nine goals on the season, far less than he's ever had in his career Do you believe that there is an underlying health issue? When I saw him playing live in Minnesota, it seemed like he had an upper body thing, like his shoulder seems a little bit off. Do you think that there is something still wrong with his game or do you think father time just hit him squarely in the face over the summer?
2: I think it's aging. I really do. I mean, I don't think he's 100% physically, but I also don't think any 38 year old hockey player is 100% physically. So I think it's hard to point to a specific issue. We know he's had the lower body thing that kept him out of the g- lineup for a few games earlier this month. And I think that probably dates back longer than just that collision he had with Jared Stahl. Like, he's been kind of working through a couple things there, I think. I mean, I don't. you never know with him. He's so mercurial when it comes to things like that and certainly never lets you on- into anything. But my guess would be he's maybe been working through something, but mostly it's aging. It's I, Aging tends to hit players like a cliff in this sport, particularly players who are not exactly Tom Brady when it comes to extending their career, we'll call it. And I think that's what we're seeing for him right now.
0: Any advice I would tell him is no more Coke in the water bottle and lay off the pasta. Listen, Billy, I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Why don't you tell everyone where we can find your work?
2: Yeah, you can find my work at the Washington Post, WashingtonPost.com. I'm sure there's a direct way to get there, but to my specific stuff, but I couldn't quote it to you off the top of my head. So, WashingtonPost.com, the sports section, the capital section has all my stuff, or I'm on Twitter at Johnson underscore, and that's where you can find me.
0: All right, Bailey, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. All right. So, after the break, we will be joined by Gil from the Power Play Point podcast as we talk about the state of the capitals. And what we can expect for the remainder of the season, we'll discuss coming up. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk about just a minute for about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if one of my significant others or yours... We got really sick and there was a supply chain issue that kept them from a life-saving medical medication. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illness, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit Jace Medical and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than it is today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKED ON to get $20 off your order. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Now listen, my football team did not make it to the Super Bowl, but I still have Some skin in the game because of FanDuel. All I got to do is open up the FanDuel app and put a little bit of money on the game. It makes watching the game that much more exciting. FanDuel has so many different ways to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you will get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit Fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's Fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, in this next segment, we are joined by Gil of the Power Play Point podcast. Gil, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan. Uh, good to be here again. It's good to see you. So I think it's a safe thing to say that uh, the beginning of the season wasn't the season that the Capitals were looking for. I don't think it's the season that the fans were looking for. So it is an interesting point that the Capitals are at right now at the All-Star break. Uh, it is a crucial uh, games now between now and the trade deadline on March 8th. And we heard this before from Spencer Carberry before they went out on the road, that these are crucial games. These are must-win games. And what did they do? They picked up one point. Not exactly ideal here. So talking about the Capitals, there are some players that are rumored to be on the move. Most notably, Frank Saravalli of the Daily Faceoff has spoke about for the longest time about Nick Dowd being on the move, how do you feel about that?
1: Um, well, uh, Nick Dowd is uh, has easily been one of, I would say, uh, one of their top four players this season. Um, you can say that fourth line centers are replaceable, but not many bring to the table what Nick Dowd can bring. He's pretty good in the faceoff dot, gives you that the amount of grit that you need, makes. Often makes key plays and chips in the odd goal. So um I don't want to say he's irreplaceable, but I, I would hate to see him go. That said, um, they do have some prospects down in Hershey, Riley Sutter, to be specific, who could step into that role, uh, could be ready as soon as next year, uh, should they decide to uh you know cut ties with Nick Dowd. But I I don't know. I I'm, I'm I'm kind of on the fence. I'd like to see him stay and see see the caps maybe keep him and uh use him as a key component to battle for a playoff spot.
0: And I don't want to speak for you here. Is that your belief that the Capitals are going to be uh sellers at the trade deadline or do you see them being buyers?
1: I can't see them being buyers, um but um I when it comes to selling, I think they should approach it Uh, with the mentality of uh, keeping both eyes on the future. That is if uh, prospective um, clients come knocking and say, well, we want uh, X prospect or we want uh, this draft pick um, and the price is too high, say uh, a Marosh or or Ryan Leonard, um, if they get asked for, uh, the answer should be an immediate hard no.
0: Right. And that's the tough thing, because oftentimes in these scenarios, they're rentals. And, you know, I think that sometimes it pays off if you're one of the teams that's just on the verge of going to the playoffs or going to the Stanley Cup, something like that. Or that's the perceived notion anyway, that we're one or two moves away. Um, But it is a risky move. And, you know, oftentimes uh, teams give up a big piece Uh, you know, for only a couple of months. It kind of makes me think back to the whole Shattenkirk thing. That's just one that comes off to the top of my head here. So I guess if a team is just on the verge of doing something great, then I could see it. So another interesting name that is catching a lot of Capitals players uh, and fans and coaches, you know, everyone around the Capitals sphere is that there's more and more rumblings about the possibility of Chucky Sideburns, the outlaw, Charlie Lindgren, he could potentially get dealt on the trade deadline. What are your feelings about that?
1: Um, yeah, I, I that would that would be a big loss. That would definitely signal that uh, the Caps have given up on the season because he's easily been their, their number one goaltender this year, um, and I, I I can hardly believe that they're not looking to uh, extend him. Uh, but then again, it could it's it could signal that they're ready to go with one of the prospects in Hershey or they could also be looking for a, a more experienced goaltender long term. Uh, so it, it could mean that I, I would hate to see him go. But as as long as they have some sort of a plan to make up for his absence, at least long term. Um, but, yeah, if, if he gets dealt, then then, yes, it's, it's definitely means uh, sayonara to any playoff hopes this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's the tough position that the Capitals are in right now is that, you know, it it it's all about the return for me. I mean, if you can get a really huge return, if we think back to last season and what the Capitals did at the trade deadline is they ended up getting Rasmus Sandin. Uh, part of the present and the future for the of the capitals blue line. One of the things I was talking about earlier is I was saying that last season they went out and addressed you know uh, a great blue liner for the future. Maybe this season they should get a similar type of player except for a forward. Uh, some you know young guy that's NHL ready that could help this team uh, in the near future. What are your hopes if the capitals do move out some pieces? what kind of pieces come in?
1: Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, speaking of last year's deadline, unfortunately, the uh, and uh, an, probably an unintended consequence of it was they got ended up losing a lot of their grit. Um, Orlov and uh, Hathaway um, made up a lot of their toughness, uh, the tough side of of their game. I don't want to see them lose any more of that, and and I hope somehow they can find a way to get that. So maybe I, I don't have any names off the top of my head, but maybe uh, a forward who, who has, who, who plays like that um, in, in the line of um um uh, I don't know. I, I, Ryan O'Reilly keeps coming to my mind, but I, I, you know, he's, he's locked up in Nashville, but uh, someone of that ilk um, I would, I would say if they could find somebody like that for the right price,
0: Yeah, because it's one of the things that if you are in the buyer's market, there are a lot of intriguing names out there. Jake Gensel. Uh, is one of those, as we know, an arch nemesis of the Capitals, but 19 goals this season. Uh, This was about a week or so ago that I was doing this research. 27 assists. Last season, 36 goals, 37 assists, and in the 21-22 season, 40 goals, 44 assists. So there are some big names. There are some risky moves. Andre Kuzmenko uh, is another one that I've spoke about as well, but there's some warning flakes some caution tape wrapped around him as he has been a healthy scratch as well. Uh, Maybe just a change of scenery would do uh, him well and then there are the upper echelon names I'm going to go ahead and say like Elias Lindholm, uh, Noah Hannafin, uh, Chris Tanev those are the things that are setting uh, the Twitter sphere and a fire with you know could you know where's the landing spots for all these big players going to go so I, I don't think that ultimately the Capitals are going to be seeking out one of those type of players I think that if they were maybe in the hunt Maybe, but uh, I don't think that that is going to be the case. Kind of the tough position that the Capitals are in is they've been in this constant win-now mode. Uh, they've been kind of trying to squeeze as much of the juice out of the rock, the red era that they possibly could. And I think that they ultimately did it for too long. And that's why they're in the position that they're in right now. Some people have speculated that the Capitals should have started to tear it down in 2019 after the stanley cup run uh but brian mcclellan i think was giddy thinking maybe we can you know win another cup with this lineup did the capitals go all in with this group for too long and we're starting to see this rock the red era you know you see backstrom peel off we'll talk a little bit later about alex ovechkin tj Oshie. what are your thoughts on that
1: uh yeah un- unfortunately we're we're seeing the consequence of that maybe um they had, I think they ha- they were right to believe that at least they had a shot. They had a pretty good shot of repeating. Um, <clears throat> I, I I think honestly, uh, the failure of 2019 had more to do with the coaching than anything else, uh, uh, than not so much the roster construction. Uh, but after that, <clears throat> pardon me, I think that I think that the McClellan should have looked more to uh, maybe retooling, uh, if not completely blowing up the roster and rebuilding after that. But you're right. I We're we're seeing a, the consequences of holding on to those players for too long. Certainly, uh, you know, Backstrom, like you said, Oshie, if he had stayed healthy, maybe would have made more of a difference. But, uh, yeah, they, they definitely hung on to those pieces uh, way too long.
0: Yeah, and that's the tough thing about it is, you know, I, I understand where their head was at. I know that they were going all in on trying to win another cup. And I mean, it's not like it's been a total disappointment. Last year uh, was the first year that they missed the playoffs in quite some time, but ultimately not, you know, achieving their goal, which is a deep push and another Stanley Cup under this Alex Ovechkin era. Talking about Alex Ovechkin, after the break, we will talk about what is up with Alex Ovechkin. Is he facing some sort of injury or did Father Time punch him squarely in the jaw? We'll discuss coming up. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery store pork, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calories-marked, vegan, veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolution. Forget frantic lunch preps and rushed dinners. Factors' two-minute meals are the secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up Fast with restaurant quality meals all delivered right to your door. Factor now offers loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juice, juices, snacks, and much more to keep you going no matter what's going on with your schedule. Head to factormealscom lockedonnhl locked on nhl fifty and use code locked on nhl fifty to get fifty percent off. That's code Locked On NHL 50 at FactorMeals.com slash Locked On NHL 50 to get 50% off.
1: What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game, boom, cash back. New lucky jersey, boom, cash back. Even a last minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card.
0: All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In today's episode, we have Gill of the Power Play Point Podcast. So, an interesting player on the Capitals. Your captain, my captain, Alex Ovechkin is having his worst career goal scoring wise ever. Uh, there's a lot of people that are talking about that. You know, he just got old, and I'm thinking to myself. Did he get old over the summer? Is that really how it happens? Um, I guess I don't know. I'm I'm not a professional athlete. Some people are saying potentially it's Spencer Carberry Systems. As of right now, Spencer Carberry is the head coach to get the least amount out of uh, Alex Ovechkin, at least in the goal scoring department. He is chipping in. He's getting assists on the panic meter for you. How concerned are you about Alex Ovechkin? Will he ever live up to his former glory or was that just a thing of the past?
1: well, i it all it all goes comes down to whether or not uh you care more about the chase for eight ninety five uh, or whether or not you care about how he contributes to the team. Um It's not fun to see him struggle to score goals. um but it is very interesting to see him contribute a whole to a whole different dynamic in the, his assist total, like you mentioned. Um, I think part of that is the coaching scheme. I think he was, I, I do think he was asked to do more. You can see it in his play. He defers to the pass a lot more than he ever has to the shot, uh, this season. Um, that might change as we go along. Um, uh, he might be told, okay, go to the net more, uh, go, go for the shot more. Certainly he's still effective when he does that, but, um, it, it's also, it, you also have to consider he's 38 years old. And as they say, father time is under undefeated. So it, I think it's both.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, a surprise, you know, I, if anyone in the off season said that, you know, Alex Ovechkin is going to have his worst, uh, you know, the season so far, as far as goal scoring is concerned, I would say, well, what's behind that and what kind of drugs are you taking? Because he has been a consistent, Uh, performer on this team for the longest time. And oftentimes I'll say, as Alex Ovechkin goes, so go the Capitals. And some people say, well, it hasn't been that way for some time. And to that, I'll say, well, he's having his worst year goal scoring wise. And guess what? The team isn't living up to expectations. You take a look at the amount of goals he scored in previous years, 40, 50 goals. Could you imagine where the Capitals would be right now if he had even scored a fraction of what he was projected to score at this point? You got to think at the end of the day there would be a lot more wins for the Capitals, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, certainly. Um but and this is going to sound strange. There's kind of a side benefit to the, to this. Uh if if you look at it, uh, now that now that you've got guys like uh Dylan Strom um and Tom Wilson, uh, both of whom have double-digit goals. Now, yes, the offense is still extremely lacking. Let's not kid ourselves, but it's allowed guys like that to kind of kind of raise their expectations, uh, look at uh, broader horizons, and be uh, a more significant part of the attack. And once they learn to get used to that, I think it's just going to benefit the team down the road. Now, are they going to be difference makers? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, They're definitely going to need to add scoring eventually. Um, Whether or not that's this year, I I doubt it. But uh, I think once they develop more of that balanced attack, it's only going to benefit the team. Again, that ought to be the perspective, not just one man, even though Ovechkin obviously is the Capitals and has done so much for this team. I, for one, am not giving up on him being a significant contributor, but you have to look at the bigger, uh, bigger picture.
0: And one of the things I hear spoke about quite often is that there were promises made to Alex Ovechkin that he wouldn't have to play under any major rebuild, any tear it down to the studs rebuild, but those promises were made when he was getting big contributions. Is this team going to toil? Is this team going to wander in the wilderness until Alex Ovechkin hangs up the skates because what we've seen is lackluster hockey this season in particular. And I guess they can kind of plug and play some players into the roster, but is it going to be enough? And do you see if the Capitals make, you know, a quick exit, say that their season ends when the regular season is over, do you see an improvement next year with Alex Ovechkin as the captain?
1: Uh, I do. Um, unfortunately, I think, uh, I'm not sure, um, about the the expectations, um, a lot of so-called pundits actually had the Capitals making the playoffs, but as a long shot at mm-hmm. best. Um, so I'm not quite sure if uh, if it's living up to that or or if they were supposed to do a lot better. I'm not sure that they were. To be honest, with the, the this roster as constructed and and a first-year coach. Um I don't think Carberry's done a bad job but as far as the future I think next year is looking a lot better that's one reason why they ought to be sellers maybe look for that that forward with some skill and some grit to add to them um but I don't think the future's quite as bleak as uh, some have maintained but I, so I think they will definitely improve with Ovechkin as the captain
0: so when you take a look at it, you know, if the players that are on this current roster are not enough and say they there's no real moves to be made uh, during the trade deadline, one of the teams in the Capitals organization is absolutely crushing it, and that is the Hershey Bears. And they have some players that know how to score goals. Pieric Dubé, for example, is near the top in the AHL. Uh, you take a look at Ethan Frank, you take a look at Scarbosa, an assist machine. Uh, A lot of people have poo-pooed that idea when I brought it up, but I mean, now's a good time to see what these guys have. If this old team is not getting it done and they're not going to go out and make any big acquisitions why do we have to wait until the end of the season when the perception is that the Capitals are already out of it? Why not try to make a Hail Mary pass that's going to connect with a wide receiver and maybe Pierre Dubé is going to be exactly what the Capitals are looking for? Listen, I've you know I've heard Tarek El-Bashir talk about in one of his articles, he said, well, if the perception that these guys would help the team right now, they'd be up here. Mm, maybe, uh, I think to a certain extent that maybe uh, the the fear is that it would rattle the cages of some of the veterans on the team. Should the Capitals, should they give a chance to some of these young talent that's obviously they know what they're doing in the AHL?
1: I think they definitely should. Uh, an injection of youth has always served them well uh, for the most part. Um, that is when they've been used properly. Um, I think, uh, Carberry is, is getting as much as he can out of the veterans, but even more out of the younger players. So I think that would benefit them. Would it be enough to get them into the playoffs? I don't know. Um, would it be enough if they got into the playoffs to do some damage? Probably not. Um, you always want some experience, but I, for one, would like to see, uh, these guys at Dubay, uh, Ethan Frank, um, uh, Clay Stevenson in goal. Uh, get get a chance to see what what they can do whether it's you know before or after the the trade deadline uh so I, that's another reason to believe that they're probably more than likely going to be sellers at the deadline but i'd definitely like to see these guys from hershey get a shot
0: so let's talk about here for a moment the outlook for this season. This All-Star break came at the perfect time. There are a lot of players that said that they're exhausted. These are guys that have wives and children and they want to get home and get some R&R and I can relate to that. But an interesting thing about that about Alex Ovechkin will tie back to that a little bit as well. Is in the beginning of the season he said he did not want to play in the All-Star break. So was there some sort of lingering injury. But talking about the Capitals in general, uh, last checked six points out of a wild card spot. Um, is there even a chance here? I know that we spoke about it briefly off the top here about the trade deadline and what moves could ta- you know, take place here or there. They're not out of it. And some of the teams uh, that were near the top, you take a look at the, the Rangers, for example, that wheel has started to wobble a little bit and the hurricanes have come on strong. While the Capitals are not, of course, mathematically out of it, is there a chance? You're telling me there's a chance. Is there a chance that the Capitals could make a push for even a wild card
1: spot? There's always a chance. Uh, we've seen what this team can do when uh, against quality opposition when they stick to their game plan and play for each other. Uh, the late comeback against Dallas is just the latest example of that. We've seen them play uh, the Kings. Uh, Very well. They were a top team in the first third of the season, even though they're struggling now. Um, So it's not as if they can't hang with better teams. But I think, unfortunately, over the course of a long season, I I think that uh, it's just going to be too much wear and tear on a lot of these guys. So I I think what the trajectory is, is that they're going they're going to fall probably just just short of that last wildcard spot. If we're being realistic, but I, I think I do think they have a chance. I'm not willing to write them off just yet.
0: I'm the same way too. People often ask me that. Are they going to make it to the playoffs? And I say, I don't see them making it to the playoffs, but don't get me wrong. I would absolutely love to be wrong in this instance. I I would love that they go on a tear and and win a Stanley Cup. Let's get crazy here. Uh, But I ultimately, I, I don't have that kind of optimism flowing through my veins all the time. Listen, Gil, I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Locked on Capitals.
1: Why don't you tell everyone where we can find your work? Uh, pleasure as always, Dan. Uh, yes, so uh, we're, we are the Power Play Point podcast. We record uh, usually Sunday afternoons during the season. We can f- be found on just about every distributor, uh, Spotify, if you stream. Uh, Podbean's our main distributor, but we're on Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, we usually put out one episode a week. Uh, we're also featured on another podcast called Sports on the Hill podcast that uh, streams live through Facebook Live every Monday night at 9 p.m.
0: Some great work there for sure. There is a, a lot of different options. There's a lot of great podcasts and writers for the Capitals. So make sure and check out these podcasts and these great uh, writers that cover this team. Listen, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey and I'll talk to you again next time.